This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. All right, do you know, by the way, Edwin, do you know that Sean has joined and is now going to Vegas with me, Jordan, and Danny this weekend? All Thank you need you. to know is he's coming to Vegas <laughs> with me, Jordan, and Danny. And both Sean and Jordan have never been. Oh, wow. Not as an adult. Hey, Sean, you're going to love it. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm nervous. Not, uh... I'm genuinely nervous. <laughs> Just the four of you guys? What are you going for? It's for Jordan's, Jordan's birthday. Jordan's birthday. <laughs> um, Jordan's awesome. 34th birthday. <laughs> Jordan's 34th birthday, which Danny was a happy was anniversary. I, I, I told somebody I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about going to Vegas for my friend's birthday. And they were like, oh, well, how old are they turning? And I was like, I don't know, like 34. Hmm. That seems weird. <laughs> Just like, wow. You're going to Vegas for a 34th birthday. It's like, it's like I think he really wants to go you to expect Vegas. It, yeah, you expect it for like turning 21 or like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or 30. Yeah. 30 maybe. Or yeah. then at the other side of that, like 50. But, mm-hmm. oh, 34. Huh. And just yeah, it's a big year for us all. Regular birthday. Huh? <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs or Dundermip. Then the people purchase paper, people Dundermip. Then the people purchase paper, people Dundermip. Then the people purchase paper, people. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, and I am a karaoke fiend, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, Dwight Jr. (laughs) (laughs) And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm just a cleaning lady. (laughs) Ah, dead body! He wrapped his belt around his own neck. It looks like a classic case of autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, it looks like everybody's tightening their belts in this economy. Bum, bum, dum, 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 dum. Last time you saw the victim, was he happy? Last time I saw this, John, he was, he wasn't a victim, if you know what I'm talking about. Thank you. No. I love when he's chewing the bubble gum. (laughs) Last time I saw this, John. Uh, Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we're talking about karaoke on The Office. Uh, after that, we'll do our Ordinary Things segment where we relate our own lives to The Office. And we'll finish up with some listener-provided trivia sent to us from Siena in Australia. Uh, before we get going, do If we... only Siena had been from Vienna. 
<laughs> we got any housekeeping to start with? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, the, uh, I'll push for the Patreon up top, as I do, uh, but we do have a development with that. So I've been working the last few days uh, with Brianna and Kayla, who are two of our incredible, wonderful uh, super fans that run our, our um, fan group on Facebook. But they have a, a Discord server has been created. There's people in there where it's, it's getting going. Uh, we're going to link it to our Patreon this week so by the time this show comes out we should be up and running there the discord is awesome like i say there's there's already 20 some people in there so we're going to be posting links to that and then if you are a scott's tot uh you will get access to um some exclusive channels within that server uh it's a discord server where me sean edwin will hang out in there from time to time i think it's a great platform going forward we could do live amas uh mm. we can do we can talk with people. We can, if we want to eventually do some sort of live call-in type of situation, it's a great platform for that. So you're going to want to, you're going to want to be on the discord. <laughs> oh yeah. You're going to want to be on the discord. Uh, it's going to be a cool place to hang out. We got, we're throwing around memes. We're there's Pete. We got, we're going to have some, there's some like office role play channels going on. There's some general what? chat. There's, there's a toast talk channel. Oh, there's boy. all kinds oh, of yeah. stuff. Um, so get in there, get in there. And again, if you are a Scott's tot, uh you will have your own your own special color within the server we'll have private channels exclusive stuff continues so so yeah get pumped get ready for the discord wow. uh just keep an eye out on our socials on our channels um we'll post some links to it and then announcing it this week and by, by the time we have a show next week um yeah that should be all up and running exciting stuff wow cool on the discord what a time to be alive <laughs> So Christmas 2002, we should have that, that link for you. Um, that's awesome. I only just learned how to use Discord, uh, but uh, now I, I think I'm pretty savvy uh, with it now, so I'm excited. That's going to be super fun. Uh, so check us out on there. Okay, uh, Edwin, this week we're talking about karaoke on The Office. Why is that? Well, thank you, Sean. Thank you for asking. I think it's a very important question. Um, <laughs> the idea. Edwin, I, I am going to have you turn yourself up. A little bit more. You know? Always barking out orders, this guy. Okay, how's that? And I'm leaving this in, too, just so people know how the sausage gets made. <laughs> um, well, Sean, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> the idea to talk about karaoke on The Office came to me over the weekend when I was watching the Lice episode, and uh, Meredith and Pam sing karaoke together. And maybe just kind of think of the role that karaoke has on the show. Um, it doesn't come up all the time. It comes up, I think, just often enough uh, to be something very unique and different in different seasons. And the way that different characters use it and what songs they choose, I thought was really interesting and a, a good topic for us to explore today. Yeah. Karaoke's also been a part of our lives. Very much. You feel strong about it. When you did bring this topic up, and it was like, I guess they sing karaoke a couple times. And then you start thinking about it. And there's there's more and more instances that pop up in the moments when it happens. It's kind of almost in regular intervals throughout the nine seasons. They, there's a karaoke scene at some point. Um, so it's, yeah, one one kind of way to look at The Office. Yeah, it goes from being... Um... It goes from being kind of this very unique introduction to in season nine in Dwight Christmas, where I think it's Meredith who says, where's the karaoke machine? So it becomes like sort of this expectation um, mm. on some level. Yeah. And and, and when Daryl's there, they don't even need a machine at times. That's true. I think 
you know, for me, the first sort of karaoke moment isn't necessarily with the traditional karaoke setup, but I think to me it's the Dundies. Like I think oh, it oh, is Michael Jim's hosting. Party. Yeah. Well, this is slightly before Jim's party, but Michael is hosting the Dundies and everyone in the audience, all the Dunder Mifflin staff are kind of there to listen to Michael and Oscar <laughs> compares it to a kid's birthday party where, you know, the kid's having fun, but not really a lot there for you. And yeah. you think about how karaoke brings people in and, and allows them to kind of show themselves off in a way. It's just, it's very different from the Dundies uh, to the end of the show. And I know that it's not a literal karaoke moment. There isn't the words on the screen, but Michael is essentially amplifying himself with a microphone and changing the words to a number of classic songs, which for me has ruined them for life. <laughs> you know, I guess that's true. There are a lot of moments that almost feel like karaoke moments, but aren't quite exactly. Definitely thinking about the bus ride to beach games. Uh, everyone singing together, the Flintstones and uh, the other song. Uh, the Gambler. The Gambler, that's it. And uh, I grew deathly quiet. <laughs> yeah. Or even in uh, even in the fire <laughs> where Ryan started the fire kind of almost feels. I mean, you know, if you're going to count in the Dundies, everyone jo joins in on that one. How about uh, how about Goodbye, Toby? Sure. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of karaoke with a live band. I'll mm -hmm. uh a la Dante's. There's a bar in Portland here called Dante's, and they do, they do an event called Karaoke from Hell every week, which is uh, karaoke with a live backing band in front of an audience, and uh, you gotta you gotta be confident, or you get to, Ooh, it does not go well. But uh, that's about that's pretty much what's happening at, at Goodbye Toby with the, uh, the Super Tramp cover. That's definitely you raising know when to hold them. on karaoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. Um, I think, too, moving into Jim's barbecue, I think that is like a, a unique introduction. And I think it's funny because you think of the songs that people are singing. You don't not everyone is participating. You get uh, Phyllis singing. Here I go again on my own. Uh, you have mm. Michael coming in hot and uh, wanting to be next and uh, singing Islands in the Stream with Jim. It It's again like we don't see nearly as many characters volunteering to express themselves in this way at such an early uh, juncture in the show yeah the the energy is kind of low if i remember too it's i mean just in general every these uh the uh the scranton branch ensemble has not really come out of their shells yet at this point in the series so mm -hmm. um but uh i do think it's interesting too that michael immediately picks uh a duet he wants someone to just jump in and join him um and then when they don't he goes right for the high part <laughs> uh <laughs> he loves a high part uh that's true he loves the high harmony mm -hmm. but it is i guess it is kind of funny that like he set himself up for that to be kind of a pathetic moment <laughs> by picking the duet uh which i think is a <laughs> an interesting use of karaoke as a as a as a writing tool I mean, that's one thing from, I mean, we know that Michael uh, often shows uh, poor judgment, but also looking for a companionship yeah, <laughs> in any way you can get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think this uh, this idea that I was kind of thinking about when it comes to karaoke in the office is this idea of self-amplification, that you have a platform and a stage and a microphone and a chance to kind of express yourself in a unique way. And it makes a lot of sense that early on in the show, a lot of the characters don't really want to share those elements with each other. Um, especially and 
And I'm thinking not just of karaoke, but just like of themselves. I'm thinking of um, yeah. you think about the way that everyone in the office is kind of hanging around. Stanley and Oscar and Kelly are talking about paper. And Kelly says, come on, guys, but there's got to be something we could talk about besides paper. They'll have anything to talk about. And you think yeah. about later in the show when they're talking about all of their personal lives and their lovers and their senators and all these kinds of things. <laughs> Just very different. And the choice to sing karaoke and amplify yourself to some extent um, it's just like a very unique thing to watch different characters engage in. Um, it's funny to see Phyllis singing that song and imagine how she would, what her presence would be singing a karaoke song later. Not that I think she has a karaoke moment later, um, but but yeah, think about how she dances yeah. with Daryl. Yeah, right. Or listens to erotic books on tape, uh, just out <laughs> in the bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, mean, I'd li- I would like to have seen Bob and Phyllis sing a duet. What, what, what oh, they, I'm what, sure. What would they? Islands in the stream, maybe. I feel like that'd be their, be their jam. I could see them. Uh, Some summer loving from Greece. Oh <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Just get really weird. Yeah. Um. I think, you know, on the topic of karaoke, I think it's very easy to narrow in on a Benihana Christmas as like one of the moments where karaoke becomes a bigger thing in the office. Definitely. Um, yes. And Margarita. introduced by karaoke Christmas brought, introduced by, uh, by Karen, um, but definitely uh, willingly embraced by Andy as, uh, as he becomes <laughs> like the, the vocal part uh, or the singing counterpart of the show for most of the run. Um, yeah. And it's funny too, when you consider the way the office has been and Karen coming in from, uh, from Stanford and, coming up with these ideas that might make the Stanford people feel more at home. Christmas raffle, Christmas drinking game, karaoke machine. And Angela is of the opinion that none of those things will ever work. Uh, you gave it a try. It didn't work out. Um, but later, after Pam and Karen team up, uh, karaoke is like a very, very well received. And a lot very. of the characters start singing in a lot of uh, ways and songs that you might not expect from them. Yeah, I mean, I... I think my favorite karaoke moment in the entire show is uh, is is Kevin <laughs> doing yeah. Alanis Morissette to uh, mm-hmm. to Daryl's uh, keyboard backing. You 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 yeah. you yeah. you you. <laughs> there was some, so many good memes when that Netflix show You came out. And they just <laughs> would put Kevin over the main guy instead. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's like that, that scene sticks out to me. Like, I remember that one more because it's they're in the break room, right? Yeah, they are. It's like the, the, the location for it's so different than all the other times we see it. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we get karaoke at multiple Christmas parties, right? We mentioned Benihana Christmas. It happens at Secret Santa as well. Well, uh, uh... Well, there's two locations in Benihana Christmas because they do when they find the cord to the karaoke machine, they do set it that's up true. in the in the bullpen. And that's when you get uh, Michael and Andy come back with my new girlfriend and my new girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then everyone's kind of like singing. They're almost like up on a like up on the desks. I, I think like they, they, they kind of create a get stage. You get way, Creed yeah. uh, singing karaoke. You get Angela doing little drummer boy when uh, and Dwight, <laughs> Dwight holding the mic for her. <laughs> and then, yeah, Dwight doing a uh, green day. That's in secret uh, Santa. Yeah. Yeah. You, Dwight does. Um, okay. Hey, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yes, yes, he does, he does uh, Boulevard yeah. of Broken Dreams and Secrets. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of happening in the background. Yeah. I walk this lonely road. Yeah. That yeah. One. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think funny too, choice, like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the Benihana Christmas episode, it's 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 very it's fun to watch the characters kind of come together. Um, and a lot of it is for the sake of Cam and or uh, Cam, Pam and Karen's party. Uh, totally blowing Angela's meeting out of the water, um, and we yeah, see Daryl playing it is the keyboard as meeting, not in. Angela's party. Yeah, it's exactly. Much more of a meeting, <laughs> and a funny sort of. Uh, I think something that I picked up on um, was when he's he says, "Hold on, little ladies, I'll go get my synthesizer." And they all start cheering. Yeah. Daryl, Daryl, like <laughs> such a funny inverse to uh, booze cruise, and they're all chanting for Daryl as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. Peak. I mean, the high, that's a high watermark for Daryl's approval rating uh, within within the office. That, and then you know, dancing at the when he leaves and dances with everyone. Right. Real high points. It. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I love I love the way in uh, Benihana Christmas the way the characters show themselves. Michael, that's part of his realization that he doesn't know who is who. Um, oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Your body is a wonderland. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, also, oh yeah. No, I was gonna. I just have some some fun facts, uh, some tidbits about the Benihana Christmas karaoke, please, or the music. Give them it. to me. Uh, so one, they they it took a lot of convincing. This was all on Office Ladies, but it took a lot of convincing by B.J. Novak to get John Mayer to you let them use "Your Body Is a Wonderland" oh. <laughs> on the show because apparently B.J. Novak knows him or knew him personally. He's in. in uh, he's in B.J. Novak's new movie Vengeance from last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. The whole I opening is the whole opening is B.J. Novak and John Mayer just kind oh, of being oh, like right. <laughs> assholes right. on the, at the edge like of a, a party. Bar yeah. at, you're right. I remember. OK, you're right. Thank they you. keep yes. being like 100 percent, 100 percent. Oh, that's a great scene. Um, <laughs> anyway, but he, he convinced John Mayer to let let them use the song. Uh, it, and initially, John Mayer was like, I, it's getting too complicated. I don't want to do that. But then eventually there was a deal that was like, all right, you guys can use it, but you have to give me a Dundee. Like, he's a big fan of the show. <laughs> and so uh, BJ Novak got a Dundee made for John Mayer, and it's a Dundee for the tallest music dude. <laughs> and uh, once he got that, he let them use their song. That's which amazing. Is great. I love it. And that. then other tidbit about Betty Hanna Christmas, not during karaoke, but uh, this, this was a joke that ended up costing them a bunch of money. Uh, when Michael's showing this sandals, the tickets to Sandals Jamaica, and he goes, two tickets to paradise." Yeah. Well, they had to pay. They had to pay licensing for that to Eddie Money for wh- whose song yeah. that is. That <laughs> joke cost them sixty thousand dollars. Oh wow! Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Which initially they filmed it, and they did it, and then was like, "Wait, we have to get permission for this." Oh shit! Uh, and uh, the writer was like, "Yeah, that was sorry, not, not good, not a good look for me." Yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um. Uh. Any other Benny Hanna moments before we move on? Well, just that that's Angela singing "Little Drummer Boy," where yeah, Dwight was... is singing "Little Drummer Boy" at the beginning of the show. Oh yeah, you're right. That's yeah, that's right. always the, uh, you know, when we look at how long was that going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. People bring up how early Dwight was singing Dwight, uh, Angela's favorite song. Well, uh, email surveillance. We do see them making out in Jim's 
Jim's sh- knocking like <laughs> knocking Burks in like the in the place structure notice. that's in the back of Jim. Too busy knocking Burks, <laughs> knocking Burks. I'm ravished you after like a that. night of lovemaking. <laughs> um, what what is the next uh, what is the next karaoke moment? Is it Secret Santa? Well, we should talk about email surveillance as far as a, a little bit. I mean, we. Uh, uh, kind of went over the awkwardness of it but i mean when michael when michael's trying to get someone to sing with him i mean and jim steps up that's a uh a big moment for both for both jim and michael uh jim who's tried to control this party so much that like i just want everyone to have fun without their boss here invites everyone but michael of course michael finds out uh given the entire framing and structure of the email surveillance episode shows up Mm -hmm. And they kind of make peace. They kind of break bread over the song a little bit because I think to Jim, it's like, yeah, Michael's Michael's not not quite ruined the party, but he's he's put a big damper on it. And I think Jim realizes the one way out is to lean into it and not resist it. And if if Michael's having fun, maybe everyone can have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful the beauty of karaoke is uh, he steps up, they sing that song together, turns the party around. People start having fun. Uh, and karaoke, if nothing else, is... I, and I think I, I think you guys would agree. I mean, the first time you do it, it's nerve-wracking. Totally nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're not someone who's comfortable in front of strangers or a crowd or, like, <laughs> public speaking. It's almost the most hellish version of public speaking in a oh, way because you're also <laughs> performing. Um, but once you do it once and you realize it's not actually as scary and people just want to watch you have a good time, you don't actually have to be a good singer... I mean, karaoke is unlocked for you uh, forever. And I feel like I feel like in that setting in a small house party, it might be almost worse around coworkers because like they're going to talk about it at work, the karaoke. Um, But I think I think I think when Jim commits in that moment, it really helps helps ease the tension, really kind of solves all the problems. Definitely, definitely. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's funny how Jim like can be uh the peacemaker uh for as often as he is just kind of rolling his eyes sure. at everything but uh that is a really nice moment um uh, well and at this juncture in the show moment. at this juncture in the show too i think people look to jim a, li- a yeah. little more and a little more uh i think uh subconsciously than they do at yeah. other points in the show i mean it becomes kind of a um maybe a butt of the joke that later on that the jim isn't what he thinks he is or whatever it is you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. um and uh but i do think like i think you, i thought you made a very good point alex that like when they see jim also relaxing about his own party and not wanting to invite michael like everyone else can relax and have a good time too and that's an important role to play also this is a karaoke party before andy's here one of the only ones we get right <laughs> you, you know if andy was there he he would just be on that machine all night oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah i mean i think in terms of literal karaoke moments i think secret santa might be the next one so like i I mean by this point the ensemble is so comfortable with each other and you know i don't even think it's really a big deal that it's almost like you said kind of expected that there's going to be karaoke at the parties now yeah it's just kind of a it's just kind of a feature of it and i mean we also get michael just on the mic 
just using it I think, <laughs> to narrate the party because he's so upset about not being Santa. Oh, yeah. look, Dwight make make himself a friend. Um, yeah. So I again, this idea of self amplification. Yeah, like Michael just <laughs> gives himself a microphone so that he can keep talking louder than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's something about that. See, I Michael when he just doesn't give a shit anymore is so funny, and that is one of the best. Moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sitting there, kind of like a little drunk, a little tired. And just uh, doing some crowd work is just so funny to me. Mean crowd work. <laughs> yeah. And no one is paying attention to him. He's just bitter and upset. <laughs> it's like insult karaoke. David, yeah. guess who I am bowl. sitting here dressed as. <laughs> <laughs> what an insane way to open a phone call. Yeah. Love it. Well, three's oh, a, a sin, Stanley. Better where you're going. Hit you double hockey sticks. <laughs> Um, so email surveillance right away, Christmas party, and then um... yeah, and then three seasons later in Secret Santa, um, there uh, you do we do get Andy and Dwight singing a, a duet. I'm not sure what song, but um, I, I I can't remember what song, but that this is the first time since uh, you know they kind of bonded over singing uh, Wagon Wheel together. Um, so kind of no, like they sing country oh Country Roads, roads. sorry Country yeah. Roads, yeah yeah yeah. Um, is that really the next after that the next karaoke is not for it, three seasons it really sure. is yeah not for three seasons yeah I um, guess Diwali's there's the end is not karaoke that's just a performance Benny Hanna Christmas is the oh, no Benny Hanna Christmas is the next season yeah season yeah 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 Benny Hanna Christmas to Secret Santa oh mm -hmm. I see sorry mm -hmm. I was going email surveillance gotcha there we go. Glad we cleared that up. Guys. <laughs> thank, thank God. <laughs> Things were getting heated over here. Yeah. Um, uh, we also get Michael revealing, uh, speaking of Andy, Michael on the karaoke microphone revealing that uh, Andy had Aaron for Secret Santa and he was getting her the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, <laughs> blowing up his spot. Mm -hmm. Not just, yeah, not just uh, Michael also being able to tell other people's secrets with the microphone. <laughs> just, yeah <laughs> and so casually just yeah oh here i'll throw this match on that fire i don't care and he had uh iron yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and then okay so we we get all the way to secret santa we get some more and what's next after that what's the next what's the next karaoke after that uh, correct me if i'm wrong edwin i think it's lice I think so as well. And maybe somebody out there is listening and is screaming because they think of what <laughs> we're missing. But I do think that uh, Lice is the next one for karaoke moments. Um, and yeah, it just becomes uh, Pam and Meredith at the end of that episode um, going, to, going to get a beer and Pam's saying, oh, beer sounds amazing right now. And mm -hmm. girls just want to have fun. Um, a great moment. Them kind of getting that release that, that can come with singing karaoke. Uh, again, very different um, than what it is early in the show. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 they take it externally out into the public to a to a real mm -hmm. a real karaoke bar. Uh so they they've graduated from you know, home setups in the office to to the real thing. Uh good evolution. I forget is it poor Richards that they're at or do we know? No, they go to the bog. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh yeah, this Turn is... off the Chumawamba and scram twerp. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, kind of nice. I mean, I guess, you know, almost in a way sort of repeating uh, what we see in email surveillance, um, uh, a karaoke duet cutting through the tension, um, leaving us on a hopeful note. And a little bonus Creed singing his own song. <laughs> That's right. You know, I think uh, one other sort of this isn't technically a karaoke moment, but in Andy's play, we have him singing along with Daryl again with Macy Gray. Um, another yeah. great moment with the whole staff together. Andy singing. Um, and I think there's something about karaoke as well that makes it OK to sing. I'm thinking of when Pam says it's actually pretty nice to hear Andy sing in the appropriate setting. <laughs> so, like, mm -hmm. there's an element of that, like when there's there's a time and a place to hear your coworkers sing. And uh, karaoke is the right context for that to happen. And then also, uh, Daryl is the one who says to Michael, like, no, it's my plumber. They, they discovered him singing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that. Oh, no, they, oh, they brought this guy in from New York or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The plumber's got pipes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were booing. I could see you. Yeah. You were the only one booing. I could see you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is uh, funny that, like, in, in this show, which is all about like this business setting, like you kind of have to tamp down your, your personal self or your life and you don't want uh, your life to bleed into your work maybe. And then over the course of nine seasons, their life becomes their work and vice versa um, to kind of have these little bits and pieces where you can set the right sort of stage for other people to either amplify themselves or express themselves um, or communicate in the right setting. That's what karaoke kind of allows um, yeah. in the office. And we've done a we've done a music episode. We've talked about all these other music times. Yeah, of course. Um, and you're right that like there's a lot of other times on the show where they're covering a song or they're listening to a song, whatever. But it's none of that. It's the karaoke is on its own category of of that. And uh, we get we get just enough of it throughout the show that it was worth an episode for us. <laughs> but also, yeah, of course. Uh, there, I mean, and and every single one of these moments we've mentioned. Um, something is mended or something is fixed. Uh, people, people get over something with karaoke. Mm -hmm. um, and that always feels like I, I haven't had many, I can't think of a night out. We've done karaoke where it was like, boy, I regret that. Like, it's always fun. It's always great. And someone tries to do song or whatever. I mean, we could probably, <laughs> we could spend a whole episode just talking about our own karaoke. Memory. Have you guys ever done karaoke at a work event? Yeah. Yes, but not my, not my work nice how and did it my, my wife's christmas party the first time i met <laughs> a ton of her co-workers very crowded uh karaoke stage and i no one knew who i was because i was i was a boyfriend of someone they worked with <laughs> and i crushed it and i still to this day at all of her workers are like oh yeah you sang karaoke like four years ago at the party <laughs> Uh, I, uh, saying Papa's I got a karaoke. brand new bag. Nice. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah. I would say, Alex, you have a very deep bag as far as karaoke songs go. Um, <laughs> you as I well. Think I, I, uh, I did sing at a work event. We had a work. Uh, it was it was kind of this unique uh, circumstance where it, near the end of last year, there was like a little mini holiday party. And at the same day, uh, a coworker who was going to who's gone for like a year traveling organizing a a party at this karaoke thing so a lot of us went from the holiday party to the karaoke thing but not everyone went to the karaoke thing right away so i sang it first um in front of only a handful of my coworkers who had never heard me sing before so that was kind of fun 
Um, <laughs> and, then, nice. and then later later in the evening, I sang again when it was really crowded and it was also very fun. I stood, it was really crowded. There was no stage. So I stood up on this um, bench to try to see the words. And oh man, they got so mad at me. Uh, the people who worked at that bar. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it might've been one of those things where they were just angry at me in German and it felt a lot more angry than it yeah. was. <laughs> That's dude, house rules That's... for karaoke. Like they, there's little yeah, differences was... sometimes. I have oh, also yeah. gotten, I have gotten shade from the KJ before for, for doing a mic spin on the court. Oh, oh, no, yeah. no. And like, Sorry. <laughs> or uh, dropping the mic. That's the other one. Oh God. Oh, yeah. Do not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Drop the mic. Yeah. I worked on a movie called All Together Now on Netflix, and there was a a secret after rap party where the director had booked the biggest room at um, this. I, I can't remember what this place was called, like Citizen or something like that. It was a, a karaoke bar on uh, on Broadway Capital. Uh, or on on Capitol. That's it. Um, and everyone was there. All the stars from the movie were there who were all like 19 year old Disney Channel stars. And uh, my buddy, (laughs) my buddy, who's the prop master, was like, we should do a duet together. We should do uh, a Millie by Lil Wayne. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I love that song and I know all the words. But uh, uh, I think that sometimes the karaoke version is different. And he was like, oh, I don't. I don't know, huh? I was like, yeah, it's just happened to me before. But anyways, we signed up for it. It was so embarrassing. It was just like, it was like the the no one could figure out how to turn the song off. And it was like, it's just like <laughs> going so fast with like the lyrics going by. And we're just like, uh <laughs> it was so it was so oh man. It you got was, the uh, you got the kids bop version, maybe? Oh yeah. It was like it we walked away just head in hands, like, oh man, that was so that great to leave the movie on that note. <laughs> I one of my my favorite karaoke memory of Sean is that mm-hmm. uh, we we went camping out at out at the coast a few years ago, and we just got poured on rain one night, and it was just kind of miserable and cold at the campsite. And we were it was like Saturday night, and we were like, let's uh, you guys want to go into Tillamook and just like go inside somewhere and hang out? And, <laughs> and we'd seen that there was karaoke at the Elks Lodge in Tillamook, Oregon, <laughs> which is you know a rural beach town, and. Uh, we went in there and it was just like everyone was i mean everyone knew each other because it was a small town right and everyone was singing like country old like pop country the place was, that was like it the place was completely decorated for easter <laughs> yeah it was, it was like easter <laughs> like, weekend that's right the whole place was just like covered in easter God, decorations that. yeah and there and- was like uh eight of us that rolled in just yeah. reeking of campfire and like like so much so that we walked in and everyone like stopped and turned and looked at us and it was like what is almost that a record scratch yeah um <laughs> the uh the kj was this uh small woman who was like maybe like you know probably like in her 60s and she was like covered in sequins and then she had all these young boys helping her who had vests made of cds that's right. <laughs> and she was in her 60s, but had the energy of oh, like an 18 year old She uh, drinking a lot of soda. She performed Lady Marmalade. 
in yes. like like doing crowd work, like well, running around, yeah. you know, draping herself over people, like <laughs> sequin dress, whole thing. It and was then, uh, and it, but it was all country. And then Sean Sean went up there and did "You Remind Me" by Usher. And I think it was the first real beat that had dropped all night, and people were so into it. Like, I remember, I remember you'd put the song in, and then you know, like another four like countries, like Garth Brooks songs went by, and you were like, "Oh boy, I don't, I don't know if people are gonna like this." And it was just like the KJ was loving you. It was so fun to watch her just fall in love with Sean singing Usher. It was a very fun memorable night kind of lynchian that that <laughs> it was that, that space it was um and every few months sean throws on his his new cd vest <laughs> rides back out to the coast and the Part sequence the team now. again looks yeah. at himself in the mirror and goes you got this gets out there. she offered me a job um, on the spot <laughs> we're, well, we're hey, pretty far down I, the the rabbit hole. I think this concludes our, 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 our I think so. about karaoke. Well, before office. we go, I do I I want to give Edward a shout out because he's uh he's turned me on to a lot of karaoke songs that are now in my bag. Uh and I oh, watch yeah. Edwin do them and I go, "Wow, that's <laughs> that's a great karaoke song." Number number one pick for me for that is Nothing from Nothing by Billy Preston, which oh, I saw Edwin kill great once one. and I was like, "That's the greatest <laughs> karaoke song. It's like fun, upbeat, and it's like two and a half minutes. Like you're up there you and get to you show know off what? the vocals a little bit, and then you're out. The beginning of Nothing from Nothing is so unique that everybody yeah. kind of is like, oh, what is this? It's like um, carnival. It's almost like... If we're doing, if we're going to throw in more, more uh, karaoke memories from uh, ourselves, Oops. I remember Sean once asked me, we were at Voice Box Portland, you were like, do you want to do Wild Wild West? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and neither one of us knew the song well enough to actually do it. Sean wanted to bail immediately. I, I we were we were, I was trying. <laughs> it took me. I feel like it took me years to finally realize. Like I cannot just sign up for songs that I have. <laughs> like they have to be vetted. I got to like try it at home or try it in a safe space first. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. It's like when you're growing up and you you kind of learn how to drink by making horrible <laughs> drinking mistakes. It's the same with karaoke. You gotta you gotta make some mistakes. Figure out what are your limits. What can you actually do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or driving. You know, you learn how to drive by making horrible driving mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting that ostrich in a soccer uniform. Uh, Rubbing your feet together to stay awake. <laughs> were, were either of you? Were either of you there at the old pad? When we went and that that woman did, uh, God bless that the woman. Old dad. Yeah, no, she did "Stan" by Eminem. No, I don't remember. Either. No, I was not there. No, oh, but that's God. a very strange song to do. I'll do it really quickly because it was the funniest thing I've ever ever seen karaoke wise in my life. And uh-huh. she's probably she was probably late forties, and it's it's a duet in karaoke and "Stan" by um, Eminem. Yeah, you know where you hear him writing the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really dark, really, really. It's a really violent, messed dark. up song, <laughs> and it's like six minutes. Like it's a long, dark yeah. song. Yeah. But in between Eminem's long, dark verses are these Dido. Uh, my yeah. tears gone cold. I'm wondering why. Oh yeah. Which is clearly the woman only knew that song because of those parts, and I think thought oh. that that was the only place that 
Like, I think she wanted to sing that Dido song, but instead she's like, oh, I'm going to sing that because I love that part. And she's very drunk. Okay. And so whoever she was with, a guy who was looked like he was late 60s, early 70s. And she's like, come do this duet with me and just dragged him up there. Oh, wow. And she was she was in her element singing the Dido part. And then which left minutes at a time of this guy going. Uh, dear Slim, I got my uh, girlfriend tied up in the uh, trunk. Uh, I got. I, oh I'm God. gonna drive her off the bridge. I drank a fifth of vodka. Uh, 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 dare me to drive? Just reading. Yeah. Just trying oh, to keep God. up reading Eminem lyrics. <laughs> oh, uh, that sounds awful. In front of a whole bar, it was truly spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Since we got far enough down the rabbit hole, I think <laughs> I think that concludes our main topic. Let's take a break, uh, and then we'll uh, we're gonna do some uh, ordinary things, some uh, some questions sent to us by a listener. So stick around. That is our building, and we sell paper. All right, welcome to Ordinary Things, where we just talk about uh, our lives how it relates to certain things in the office like we didn't just do that for 20 minutes i was gonna say it's <laughs> gonna be a very big departure from our last <laughs> no the a last preview for, it's a little preview of our monthly bail bag exclusive son patreon it's kind of what it's like um <laughs> but anyway but this is actually an uh, email we got a while ago last september from mead uh who who sent us these questions i think uh, initially to for it to be kind of trivia for each other, but they, they're actually just great ordinary things questions that we can uh, we can go through it pretty quickly. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time, but mm-hmm. I'm going to read these questions. Uh, we'll bounce around, and uh, yeah, this is this is called MSPC Roll Call from Mead. All right. Um, who asked, let's see if y'all know each other well enough to answer for each other, but we're just going to do it uh, for ourselves. Number one, what's, uh, uh, what are your co-host favorite episodes or moments from the show i know we've talked about this at length i think i think i mean alex's i know is money for episode i know yours i know yours is mafia murder murder murder, sorry not mafia Um, oh you know what i usually get that one wrong that's edwin's is uh cafe disco (laughs) (laughs) or the no edwin's is the dundies Yes, but I think how can I explain it? Take a frame of frame it. So happy that you all made it. Yeah. Uh, So we've we've talked about that, but let's move on to these other questions. Uh, What was your worst first date? Hmm. Worst first date. I don't know if it's like it's not much of a story. It was like a lunch date in college with a friend of a friend who like I met at a party and then it was just like, you know, and it's also a lunch date, which is kind of lame. And it was like, I was just like, there was just nothing. Like there was just no <laughs> spark in conversation whatsoever. And it was like, I just like felt so bad. <laughs> that was really it. I haven't even been on a ton of first dates, I would say. Um, what did you have for lunch? I think it was like, I think it was like a Chinese <laughs> restaurant. I mean, it was in Eugene. I'm sure it was not great. <laughs> Maple Garden? It wasn't Maple Garden. Okay, I, 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 I think we drove. I picked her up and we drove a little further away from campus. But it wasn't like a nice restaurant, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I ha- I've had some. I've had a couple clunkers. I've had some really weird 
There was a time when I was, there was a window when I was single and I was on dating apps and was doing a lot of first dates. And there were some of those that were really weird, but they're not that like, th those almost don't seem like first dates. They feel like auditions. Yeah. And then you do your first date after mm. is how it felt a lot of time. Right. My, for, for a real first date, I, I, years ago, I used to work over by um, a new, uh, the new seasons on seven corners. You guys mm -hmm. know the one on division, right? <laughs> um, but I, I used to go there and for lunch all the time uh, at the office I worked. And there was a there was a girl that worked at the sandwich counter that I thought was really cute. And just for like months and months and months, I was working up the nerve to just like ask for her number or something. And I would mm -hmm. just always go get sandwiches from her. Mm -hmm. uh, That's risky because then, if, you know, you know e if even she... though I knew it, even though I knew how to drive stick, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like Jim. Um <laughs> It's like, I don't Even though need you knew how to make a I'm, sandwich yourself? I know how to make a sandwich, but <laughs> I went to her every day to get a sandwich made. Um, You're like, you'll have to show me sometime how to, to make these things. Wow, I just love watching you work. How do you do that? Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in my head for so long, I was like, oh, I feel like every time I get a sandwich, we have a nice banter and. Uh, she's cute. I'm cute. Let's do this thing. So I, I finally worked up the courage after months and asked her number and she, and she was like, yeah, okay. And she, she wrote a number on the sandwich form that I had given her and then she gave it back to me. <laughs> and I set it up and she, and it like, it's not that it was bad, but it was my worst first date in that I realized later and it felt like it even during it where she went out she went out to dinner with me at a place near there and it was like she had done this a thousand times with other guys oh. exactly like me that went to new seasons and asked for her number and i don't know if she was just collecting dinners <laughs> good for her if she was that's a great thing she had going <laughs> but the entire time talking the entire evening was just like yeah okay so what do you want to talk about next okay all right um well, good dinner. Like, I, I feel like at mm. no point, even when I asked for her number, at no point was she going to, like, this is going to go anywhere. But she just, it almost was, felt like she did it out of service to me or just to get me to stop getting sandwiches from her. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, would have thought, oh, yeah. But I was, you know, I was, I was very polite. And for me, I was like, oh, it just took me so long to work up the courage yeah. to ask. Mm -hmm. And then it felt like, uh, for her, it was just turnkey completely. She'd done it a million times. And it, so I just went home feeling real bad about myself. <laughs> that was my worst first date because it just was nothing. What did you, but what did you have for dinner? We went to Broder. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay. It was great. The meal was great, but the, the sparks, the, uh, as long as I had spent building it up, just nothing. There was nothing. It was a real letdown. I don't have like a bad like a bad story. I, I think the thing that comes to mind, like like you said, uh, you, you you like it, it was one that came from a dating app, and we got coffee very like early in the morning. I think it was before, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, it was like over a holiday break, so like probably like between Christmas and New Year's. And I remember she had to go to work, so we got coffee before she went to work. And then like it 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 wasn't it wasn't great, you know, it all it didn't really connect. But then I just remember afterwards. It was like, well, now I have the whole day. It was just very strange to have an entire day yeah. after a date. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole, yeah. Now you have the whole day to rerun that date in your mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over. To replay it in your brain. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of how Fresh. it felt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, yeah. 
All right, all right. What's the what's the next question here? Yeah, okay, uh, this one this one we can move a little quicker. At uh, when is the time you lied about having a common interest with mm. someone? And then Mead says, "I prefer Maradona uh, to gain that person's <laughs> friendship or request." So based off of everyone interacting with Charles or maybe Daryl to D'Angelo, loving the American Southwest. Yeah, I call it heaven. <laughs> or uh, or Toby uh, really being into wine because Oscar yeah. gets excited <laughs> about the bottle he picks. There you go. <laughs> I, I I got one actually. I could go. Uh, you were never into I sandwiches s- at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate mayonnaise, and I got it every time. Um, it, when I started at college, I was I started out at a at at Western Washington up in Bellingham. And I had a very hard time making friends because it was a state school for Washington and it was all people from like Seattle that went to high school together. And so like everyone already had friends and I didn't. And so I was just desperate for anything. And like I, I fell in with this guy Cooper and who actually he was awesome. Uh, and then he had a, he had a, one of his best friends was like a, what was it? his name was Gerald. He was a DJ. Uh, he was a white dude with pretty, for a white guy, pretty awesome dreadlocks. Uh, <laughs> But I, he, him and Cooper were like super into like uh, trippy mushroomy house DJ music scene. Trance. I don't know if that even makes sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like kind of trancey, kind of like, like jungly. Like yeah, a lot of uh, at their apartment was a lot of like black lights and those like fuzzy yeah. posters with neon colors, and yeah. they were just really into like that scene, which I was not at all, but. Right away, they were just like, are you into, like, like rave, like, this kind of deep house stuff? I was like, oh, yeah, like, totally. <laughs> I was just like, you could have picked me out of a lineup from a mile away of, like, who doesn't belong here? And I'd, like, go to parties with them and everyone there. I, it just, I just, I just I pretended for, like, three months to be into that scene. Right. And I hated it all the time. And they would just get me really really they would smoke a ton of weed and i would too which was not good for me for in social situations <laughs> and i just pretended to be like yeah this is normal for me i like this uh i didn't and i transferred to u of o the next term <laughs> like, that's cool shout out to cooper and gerald though uh, legitimately great guys but, uh, I, sorry i lied to you <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure that's pretty common. You know, you leave home and go to college and you have, you don't actually maybe know who you are really. And so you're just trying some stuff on. Um, I mean, I do remember like I have the intellectual side of me wants to examine that, but I know there's no content. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I had, I had these guys that I met in Eugene, like who were, uh, who were from, the, who grew up on the east side of Portland, and you know, kind of from old Portland, you know, just much cooler than me. I grew up in the suburbs, like almost, you know, in North Beaverton. So it's like, and I, I tried to hang with those dudes a lot. And uh, I even tried to like, uh, you know, I kind of auditioned to join their like punk band that didn't work out. <laughs> it's like, uh, and uh, but I remember one time they gave me a ride home from Eugene to Portland. And when they dropped me off at their at my house, they were like, "You don't live in Portland," <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> "Like, no, my address is Portland." I, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, well, I mean, yeah, but." <laughs> 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 That's 
such a funny line to draw. Like the yeah, yeah, yeah they were like, "This is not real Portland," and they're right. I, <laughs> I can't think of a good time, although I feel like not that long ago, somebody I, I had, um, I think it was since I moved here, somebody was like, "Yeah, we should we should do this." I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe." And then like at, at a certain point, they were like, "You know, you don't, you could say no. It's okay if you don't want to." <laughs> but I feel like my nature is just to be like, "Ah, sure, maybe let's do it," and then like. Uh, it doesn't come together, you know. Yeah, if it's I mean, in post. Yeah. I mean, like, I will say that <laughs> I still regularly will just like, like someone Why? mentions like a name, like some sort of celebrity name or something, and I'm just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Like I, <laughs> I mean, I totally still do that, and it's, and I feel like that's something that I'm me, I'm trying to stop. Like I'm trying to be like, you know, like yeah. ah, I don't, who is that? I don't know who that is, but like you know, just it, like you know, out of nervousness and just kind of tr- keep things moving. I'll I'll totally pretend I would, that I know what people are should, talking about. <laughs> you go the other, you go hard the other way. I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Tell uh, me everything know, about that. I don't know who that is, and I don't want to know who that is. It's uh, that's, <laughs> that's what a, I want. That's a, conversation a, over. That's a Mike Birbiglia joke where he says sometimes people will ask me if I've seen a movie, and I'll say no, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. And what it really means is I haven't heard of it, but I like you. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> <I like you. laughs> that's true. That's that's it. Uh, okay. All right. What's all right. The let's next keep one? moving. Let's keep moving. This one will be. Ra- we'll do. We'll just do rapid fire. Yeah. Let's just this go quick. Is, all right, all right. What Jeez. office Olympics or beach day game would each of you excel at? Hot dog eating contest. Oh, I was gonna say. I think you'd be a hell of a. I think you'd be an awesome coal walker. Oh, thank mm. you. You got uh, thick feet. No, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, the sumo thing looks the most fun to me out of all those games that they play. That's what I was going to say. That's all me. I got. I got. I got. A, I got a low center of gravity. I'm short and stocky. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be. I think I could make some hay in those sumo suits. I could see it. I think for me it would be Dunderball, the game that Toby plays. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I think that would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Edwin's a pretty pure alley. shooter on the basketball court, so that that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Last one. What's the seemingly inconsequential mixed berry yogurt moment that you knew you'd be friends forever? So I've got I I've got my one for Edwin queued up definitely, which is <laughs> we were like kind of you know friends acquaintances almost just kind of through our group of friends. I don't even know if we were in journalism together yet at this point. Uh, I guess we were probably because this is junior year of high school. I think so. I, I know where you're going with this. I had someone making soup. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know if I've told this story before. I probably have, but uh, I was like getting sick or something, and I mentioned it. I was like, I think I'm sick. I think I'm like probably not gonna be here tomorrow. And uh, Edwin was like, Oh, I'll bring you some soup, like as a joke. And then I go home, and like a couple hours later my mom is like oh uh your friend edwin is here uh to drop off some soup and i was just like <laughs> i mean you know it was like it was not like weird at all i was just immediately just like floored by the commit commitment to the yeah. bit and uh and it was a delicious soup brought over in a thermos piping hot um wow. and uh amazing definitely were uh, you know that was a moment that i knew immediately we were friends Alex, right. I, you know, we, I, you know, I, I don't remember a moment. I don't know if you do, but I mean, we just were doing a play together and yeah. that's how I got to know you. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, it was just like at school we were, we were 
hanging we were doing rehearsals for days and weeks and weeks right. after school right I, I will give you the one though is is auditioning for the plays that we got into together mm-hmm. uh you did <laughs> we were doing a theater game where like two people do a scene well they do that they do this at the end of Benny Hanna Christmas um or is that the one? No. Oh, you mean Sorry. when at the end of email surveillance when Michael's at his improv class? Yes, where two people are doing a scene. Yeah, and then someone says freeze, takes the place of someone else, and then starts the scene from whatever position they were in. They were doing that, and Sean, you came in and changed a scene, and you just you did you were like fourteen, like the most baby faced freshman I have ever seen in my life, and. <laughs> But you you did an impression of like an old man that was so expressive <laughs> and so immediately like a fully realized character. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, this kid is a star. I got to know this guy. Uh, and you, I was like, you just made me laugh so hard. And I was like, I, I, I love I love this guy. I love this guy. And that for me, that was like I, I knew I wanted to be friends with you. Yeah. Uh, even as being <laughs> two years older than you in high school. Like, Boy, I hope he likes me. <laughs> I think for Sean, it was the soup moment for sure. And yeah. That's, yeah. that's an easy one. I think for Alex, I think <clears throat> we met at a summer camp and I yeah. remember we were playing guitar and it was the kind of thing where both of you, you're young enough playing guitar that you don't know that much. You just know like how to play certain things. And so you just mm-hmm. pass a guitar back and forth and you play the little things that you know. Yeah. And I feel like that's when I, yeah, I feel like that's when yeah. we came. Yeah. Cause we, yeah. Cause we, we knew each other, but then like, I, I don't, we didn't like hang out really at high school at all. No, not like, really. But, yeah. but we did, we did uh, coming back later in college. In college. Yeah. Um, right. And then it was, we were just in such common circles. I'm trying to remember what, like, if there was a specific moment, um, but I don't know. It was probably, we probably had some great uh, drunken conversation about basketball and it was like, all right. Well, very, uh, thank you very much Mead for sending in those questions. If uh, you have been sticking around waiting for more office talk, uh, you're in luck because uh, gotcha. <laughs> we're going to finish up with some trivia sent to us by Sienna. Let's get it. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware and get the hell home. Uh, Sienna writes, Michael Scott Podcast Company, I presume. Uh, my name is Sienna and I live in Australia. Uh, this is, uh, this is just some random trivia, uh, and, uh, really hoping to stump Edwin. Okay. Cheers. Catch you on the flippity flip. (laughs) Question number one. (laughs) Can I still play or? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, how many different regional managers? You can take your answers off the air. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can edit out your responses. Uh, how many different (laughs) regional managers were there at the Dunder Mifflin Scranton branch? And what were their names, including acting managers? Oh. Okay. Well. <clears throat> so we can is, just go by naming them if you want. Okay. Well, Michael Scott. Yep. Um, Dwight Jim Schreiber, Halpert. Manager. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jim Halpert. Yes. Sorry, who Charles did you Minor. say? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, wait, Charles Minor. Yeah, yeah, I guess he is an acting manager. He was acting. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And Dwight and Jim, I think, were the other ones that we've mentioned. Dwight, so yeah, uh-huh. Andy? Creed. Uh, Creed, Andy. I think Nelly? D'Angelo. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. Nelly Bertram, D'Angelo, yes. 
I think How you got. I think you have. Uh, did we get Bobby? Did we get Bob, Bobby Kazimakis? Uh, yeah, yeah, Robert okay. California. Ro yeah, Robert California, and you got and Dwight Schrute at the end. Yeah, and so you actually there are ten in total. You have one more. Um, are they including like Kevin, manager who was yes. manager for like an hour? Yeah, or something? yeah. Okay. It's, okay. it literally ah, yeah, okay, says yeah, Kevin yeah. Malone, manager for <laughs> one hour. Stanley <laughs> eats your lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, question two: What were two of uh, Hidetoshi Hasegawa's jobs before working in the Dunder Mifflin warehouse? Well, heart surgeon, heart surgeon number, number, one. number one. That's right. Electronic salesman, Sanyo store. Yeah, that's right. For two years, yeah, nice. Wow, that was a that was a good. I would never have gotten that. Question three in season nine, episode two, Roy's wedding. What charities do the office staff suggest for Nelly's Operation Give Back? Uh oh. All of mine are the ones that I'm thinking of for Michael. Something hilarious where they give somebody a goat. Uh, um, um, that's what Kevin Andy, says. <laughs> Andy's is super like PETA. Isn't it something with like boats or like he wants to? Oh um, yeah, they teach kids yes. how to sign. Teach him, yeah, uh, like nautical mm -hmm. signaling or something. Yeah, it, it's a, a foundation that teaches homeless children nautical flag signaling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. It's like the Worldwide Relief Fund. Yeah, it it uh, it does say technically he doesn't suggest this charity but just says that he supports it um, but no the the what is one that dwight said it's like the world charity fund like oh yeah the, the global fund. relief foundation which yeah. happens to be the taliban or something like the that. taliban in afghanistan yeah, dwight <laughs> says. yeah. um okay um, so i'll just Stan give you a hint it's stanley how's that for humanity but Stanley's is the um it's diabetes right <laughs> yeah american diabetes association which i think creed or, or, or maybe Dwight accuses him of like that's basically a charity that's like benefiting oh, him. So, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, How many more uh, do we have? Creed and Kevin suggest. Um, Creed suggests like a soup kitchen. No, he suggests work with Jimmy Carter and help build gnomes. That's Habitat for Humanity. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, yes, and then Kevin is the. Uh, Heifer in International? Heifer's International. Heifer's oh, yeah. International. <laughs> that's the thing where they give somebody, yeah, that's what he was talking about, where he gives somebody a goat. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, okay, Nailed question, it. Nailed it. <laughs> question four, I would say maybe uh, that was a stumping question. Good job. Uh, question four, in Counseling Season 7, Episode 2, Pam tells Gabe that unlikely things happen all the time when trying to swindle the role of office administrator. What anecdote does she tell following this statement? Um, oh. Something with the radio? No. No, because she's... Uh, or... Like, for example... Like, she's talking about, like, it's like a coincidence of, like, yeah. people that knew each other and, like, ended up living oh, near each other did you know lincoln's secretary was named jefferson or something like that <laughs> no, no no it's it's uh <laughs> like for example my best friend from high school went to canberra australia and met a guy who lived two streets uh, away yes. from her in america in america yeah yeah yep okay um uh okay Thumped. three more questions here three more question five in sex ed season ep season seven episode four 
who does Michael notify of his herpes infestation and in what <laughs> <So> order? <gross. laughs> um, is, 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 wait, wait, Donna, we have to get the order. I mean, is Donna first? Donna first. Then Jan? He no, makes another Helene. call before Jan. Helene? Uh, nope. It's Carol? Nope. Holly? He calls Holly, right? And he does, okay. and he fails to mention the herpes because it, oh, didn't, yeah, they... it didn't come up organically. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's so it's Donna and then Holly and yeah. then Jan? Then, then Jan. Jan. Mm-hmm. Then Helene? Then Helene. <laughs> you want to do a post-mortem on a relationship? I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Michael um, Scott. <laughs> concierge Marie? Just kidding. Um... <laughs> Five another, is it's not like Holly again. Or no, it's it's not Holly well, he, again he goes, yet. It's Holly that owns a chan, then he goes to then it's Helene and then Carol. Then Carol, yes. Then he goes to the open oh. house and she's like, Oh, Michael, you should get oh, that yes, by a doctor. Yes. Sorry, I, and yes, I, now that is I that remember what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> One of my lovers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh and then Holly again, and yes. then Oscar at the very end. Oh yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. In the tag, yeah. that's right. We uh, once sucked face. Yeah. Sucked face. Yeah. <laughs> Grossest way to say kissing. Yeah. By far. <laughs> by far. Uh, question six: uh, Can you name at least three options on Pam's final execution of the chore wheel? Is that the three options? So that's the little wheel inside of the bigger no, one. Well. Uh, I no. I, I it's we'll accept anything on the wheel. So I mean, okay. tiny wheel Stanley is gets your lunch. So, what's that? Stanley gets your lunch. Stanley gets your lunch. Yeah, that's the it. only that's one. I, the only one I remember is uh, as there's one that's just like go home, right? Uh, it's like you're done. Or manager, about well, ma- go home now. Yeah, go hour. home now. There go is. home now. Okay. Manager okay. for an hour. For we, an hour. You mentioned the tiny wheel. Um, there's well, also there's three. Yeah, there's there's three. There's Creed's choice, bankrupt. Uh, uh-huh. Spin again, uh, ten bucks. <laughs> Punch in the gut. <laughs> Manager for an hour. Candy bar. Punches. No internet is one, and then warehouse vacation. <laughs> no okay, internet. Nice. I like warehouse vacation. Question seven. Uh, this is the final question. What does Sadiq, the IT guy, do in his spare time? He's restoring a car. Yes. Can you do you know what the car is? He mentions it. Is it a Triumph? No. It's a BMW. It's like, a, it's like an old Porsche. The, so uh, he is restoring a 1967 Corvette in his spare time. Oh. Um, he also likes NPR. Yep. And and Conan. Hip hop music. Yeah. He likes hip-hop music and NPR, and he's restoring a 1967 Corvette in his spare time. Thank you very much, Sienna, for sending in that fabulous trivia. I would say you definitely stumped the guys. Good work. Uh, if you would like to send us trivia, you can email us, MSPC, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also give us a call and leave us a message. That's 503-694-9314. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. Uh, and, of course, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. For five bucks a month, you can, can become a Scott's Tot. You get a bunch of uh, 
uh, a back a whole backlog of mailbag episodes and our Ted Lasso podcast and our White Lotus podcast. And, you know, you get to be just a part of a really cool community. Um, and well, can I, can I get a little soon? Yeah. Coming soon. A little party yeah. down. Uh, yes, coming that's back. right. And we that's all right. are big fans. So I think we're going to do what we did for White Lotus and rewatch the original party down. We'll do an episode on that and then we'll do an episode on the new stuff. Super hey, excited. Baby. About that. Uh, so uh, don't sleep on that. Go uh, go join us on Patreon. Help support the show. Uh, we Sh- donate. Name, I'm just throwing out now a name for that series. Are we doing pods yet? Ah, it doesn't <laughs> Potty down. Are we having fun yet? And yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's a, a bit of a stretch, but we're going to keep working on it. Party download? <laughs> pot, pot, potty. Yeah. yeah uh, pod down. Uh, very special thanks to our uh, uh, patrons, our Scott's Tots, for supporting the show. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs our artwork. And this episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us while we uh, dip back into uh, karaoke in the office, karaoke in our own lives, and uh, some fun questions about ourselves. Um, and, of course, for sending us trivia, for listening and hanging out, supporting us on Patreon, or just by listening to the show. It means the world to us that we get to do this every week. And um, after all this time, man, we're coming up on uh, we're coming up on four years, so it's pretty, pretty incredible that we get to keep doing this. So uh, thank you, as always. Um, take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the zaba. Yes, sir. sir. He's got thick feet. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings and good night. <laughs>